We have one more thing left to do, which is to pitch the story of... Um, oh, I completely forgot about this. <laughs> what? As chosen by our patrons, we have to... Uh, we gave them a choice of Star Wars like background characters that they want us to pitch a like a side story for and a backstory for. So uh, they chose R five D four. Yeah. So let's let's talk oh, about R five D four. Tom, crap. can you tell the story of R five D four? I will get up the Wikipedia As far as article. I understand it, it's, it's a you know you know the robot that nearly that Luke nearly buys. It's the one that was like better than R two D two. Yeah, but right? it, it was, like a newer model. Yeah. Just before, yeah. just before he's about to pick it, it explodes. Yeah. Uh, and the the th- fan theory, because of course there is one, is or the, like I don't know, it's in a story or some shit. Is that it? It's force sensitive. It knows that um, uh, that R two D two has the uh, Death Star plans in him. Yeah. And needs Luke to buy him mm. or them. I guess. It's, yeah. It's it's. it's R2-D2 um, yep. but uh, needs it needs Luke to buy R2-D2 so explodes itself so that he won't buy it oh <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot um, <laughs> so yes this is this is the canon on Wikipedia for R5-D4 oh this is actually canon okay yeah R5-D4 oh also called Red by Luke Skywalker was a red and white striped R5 astromech droid owned by a group of Jawas on Tatooine in the early days of the Galactic Civil War, shortly before the Battle of Yavin. The Jawas attempted to sell him to Owen Lars, but the droid purposely malfunctioned his motivator at the advice of R2-D2 so that Lars could purchase R2-D2 in R5-D4's place. The droid survived an Imperial attack on the Sandcrawler soon after and went out to find the Rebellion. R5 was still active by the time of the New Republic era and eventually came into service of Peli Motto. He protected a map of Tatooine in order to assist the Mandalorian Din Djarin. So he's in the Mandalorian? Oh, this is so Star Wars. I, I, I don't remember <laughs> R5-D4 being the Mandalorian. Um, is there's a so quote here uh, from R2-D2. Great. I'm R2-D2, and I'm on an important mission. I'm R5-D4. No mission that I know of. My memory was wiped four years ago. That's a conversation those two had, apparently. <laughs> written, wow. by, written by George Lucas. Absolutely. Sizzling dialogue. Sizzling dialogue. Yeah. Um, Good lord. The astromech droid R5-D4 was one of the last droids produced in industrial automatons... Oh. Uh, industrial Automaton's low-cost R5 Astromech droid right. line. All we was... need to know, Ooh, yeah. Tom. All we need to know here, because this is getting into too much, yeah. uh, is that it had its mind wiped. It had its memory wiped four years before uh, Luke found R2. Well, well Matt, <laughs> you got to the most. Ist- I got to the most interesting part of this. Right. right. Didn't sound interesting. He, he served a master in Mos Espa on Tatooine 22 years before the Battle of Yavin and was travelling the streets when Anakin Skywalker returned to Tatooine. Um, right. So, yeah, you're just in the background, I think, there. I thought that was more interesting than it was. Um, yeah, it didn't sound very interesting. No. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through. Uh, I must... Right, R5... 
R2-D2 and R5-D4 have another conversation. I must be sold tomorrow. I have to escape this sand crawler. The fate of the galaxy depends on it. Is that why your pincer was deep on my access compartment? Were you sabotaging your competition? Yes, please, the rebellion needs your help. R2-D2 is a scheming motherfucker. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, so R5-D4 gets sabotaged by R2-D2 yeah. to, to blow up. Yeah. He, Jesus. Like, R2-D2 just like, listen, right? I know this is not the best place for you to be, but I need R2-D2 to go first. R2-D2 is a narcissist. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You, you know how I just got here, right? You know how I just got here, R5? Well, I know you're the better droid, because I'm only R2, you're R5, but yeah. I really need to get off this sand crawler. The fate of the galaxy. R5, the fate of the galaxy. The depends. fate of this universe depends yes. on it. Yeah, only on... this one though. Yeah. yeah. So, so and this is this is where we di- diverge from traditional canon because R five says, "I'm on a mission as well." <laughs> oh. Is to oh. save the fates of the other universe. <laughs> in in which in which Jedi Master Anakin Skywalker gave oh. him the map of Hoth or something. <laughs> The, the the life moon yeah it's a distress <laughs> it's a distress call from Anakin Skywalker who lives in the swamps of Dagobah oh. <laughs> uh, yeah and, and 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 the evil Emperor Yoda is uh, is 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 using his life moon to um, to, to endanger the entire yeah. universe he no he's 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 overpopulating the universe by bringing planets into existence with his creation beam. Yeah, it's true because, as, as we know, as we know from um, from the fact that there's a baby Yoda, uh, Yoda loves to populate. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's his entire thing. He, he he's setting off population bombs everywhere. Yeah, just loads of baby Yodas swarming all over all the all yes. the planets in the in the galaxy. People just eating love all baby anything Yoda. that looks like a frog. He, he's just cloning everyone he can get his hands on. Like he he, he clones sixteen billion chefs just to set them loose, <laughs> just to destroy the economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and those those stringy spaghetti people who are like making who who, who made the clones yeah like the clone army but this time he's they're, like well i don't want a clone army making, i want clone chefs they're making the clone of that four-armed guy from yeah. uh, episode two who works in a greasy spoon <laughs> it's just an army of him and they're like why do you want an army of him well i want loads of food food to, to feed all the people i'm making all the clones I'm making. Who's gonna feed the baby Yodas? They're fucking hungry. <laughs> I've been dropping baby Yoda bombs on planets all evening. There's barely any frogs left. <laughs> so, so, so R5D4 has to. <laughs> I just, I just love how we go back to this conversation between R2D2 and R5D4, and R2D2 is like the fate of the galaxy. The fate of the galaxy rests on my hands, so I've got, to, I've got to go. And then R5's like, the fate of your galaxy exists. My galaxy has got much bigger problems. And then he yeah, tells and, him and, his and, story, and, and R2's just like, what the. F- 
fuck? <laughs> but in but in true in true Star Wars uh, like extended universe, Star Wars Legends style, right? Mm-hmm. What we do is we have R five D four realize that he needs to stay on this sand crawler for one more stop because it, once he gets uh, once he gets picked up at I don't know wherever the next place they're going, Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley. The person who's going to take him there is going to take him. He's going to get bought and fixed up. His parts are going to be used for the Death Star. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he's in. Um, so he sneaks in, and when the Death Star is about to be destroyed, he uses the over the, the reactor overload to transport the Death Star into his universe Ooh. and collide with the Life Moon. I've got an idea. You know when R two D two is on the Death Star and he plugs in and gets like fried. Yeah, that's a conversation between those two, in which he's <laughs> yes. like, "Look, I took a hit for you. Now you're gonna take a hit for me. <laughs> let me let me fly this Death Star into <laughs> into the into my universe. So so when Luke's and hearing he everyone can bring it back. He says, "I'll bring it back next movie." <laughs> so I just love the idea of when Luke's hearing Obi Wan Kenobi just like use the Force, Luke, and then it cuts to R two D two in the back, just like you've got to take this hit, son. <laughs> that, that laser ball's gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> just R2 do me a solid and help me transport this to my universe I will I promise I will bring it back for the next movie in time yeah. for the next movie Re- remember when I blew my lid so that you could get off the bloody desert you owe me come on come on <laughs> <laughs> droid to droid I also like that Yoda in this uh, in this universe has like a Darth Vader helmet on but he's like tiny, yeah, yeah. and it's just the helmet. I, yeah, and it's and it's and it's not on his head. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get a shot of Emperor Yoda's Death Star, and the top of it rotates like like yeah. an R two head. The, the life moon. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the end, we just we just follow R five as the as the Death Star as he flies it into the Life Moon. Yeah. <laughs> R5. Crumbles it up and crumbles it up and then sends the bits back to the other universe. Yeah. It's not a new Death Star being built. It's what's left of the old one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, man. That's just the repairs from the impact. <laughs> yeah. I love how every time we do a Star Wars episode, you can go back and watch the films and be like, that's got a different plot line to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that for the most part, you can listen to the old Lives of Bitch Star Wars episodes and do the same yeah. thing. <laughs> that's got a meaning there beyond that, yeah. yeah. I, and hopefully, they're, they're all nearly consistent, with, with a, 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 apart from... Our one with Alderaan being a Force ghost and the uh, and the um, Christmas special we pitched this. No, because the Christmas time. special happens right before Alderaan gets blown yeah. up, so oh, it works it's fine. True, yeah. yeah. The Force ghost it's is fine. later. That's true. It's fine. We're all yeah. we're all in sync. We're all we've, all, yeah. we've got <laughs> the our own canon. Is preserved. Yeah. The canon is preserved. Don't worry. <laughs> Get it on Wikipedia. <laughs> so from fingers to hand, we've got. Ben, twin brother of Obi-Wan Kenobi. <gasps> ben Kenobi, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's Ben Kenobi. 
Of course. It's all a big because mix nobody, up. Nobody knows why <laughs> they call Obi-Wan Ben. It's never explained at all. <laughs> he is never called Ben Kenobi in any of the prequels until A New oh, Hope, in which he is called Ben. In, so By Luke I Skywalker insisting that he calls Ben. Although yeah. the message clearly states it's for Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. I I had theorised that Obi-Wan had been in Luke's life early. Um, and uh, so when Luke was just starting to talk, he had been like, Oh, Ben Kenobi! Oh, I, I love that. You can't that. say Obi-Wan, right? I love that. Yeah. But... But if it's if like you know that happens right, you call people things that if you can't pronounce it when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you call people things differently. But if it's the twin brother, then it's it's so much you better. Know, it's so much better. So so where was so okay? Let's do let's do this right. Obi Wan comes back from um you know fighting Anakin. Yeah. yeah. And um he decides that you know he's he's off he's buggering off to to hide the chil- the children yeah okay um <laughs> sorry i've got it's it. a twin it's a twin brother right you said twin yeah okay opening scene before we jump forward like 30 years yeah is um a tiny like child or teenager obi-wan kenobi yeah. And tiny child teenager um Ben Kenobi. Yeah. I I don't know if you McGregor has kids, but if if he does, we should just cast them. Um yeah. and Obi-Wan passes the academy exams and Ben drops out and becomes a force farmer or something. <laughs> and the entire thing is just like Ben is successful in his own right, but is consistently yeah. overshadowed by his older brother. Oh yeah, right. And uh, so, so yeah. he he starts like, yeah. What what can a a like a person who is force sensitive, but like? Well, I will tell you what he could do. He could become a moisture farmer on Tatooine. Yeah. Right. Spend, and that means spend his whole life there, and then when he's old fucking his brother just rocks up and is like I live here now (laughs) can I live in the cave with you Ben (laughs) yeah Ben hates him because like his brother's got all the glory all the time Ben's just made this nice life for himself farming moisture (laughs) and then and and you know what he's made he's made a nice life for himself and you know as an, as a concession to his brother Obi-Wan he says yeah okay I'll check in on Luke every now and, now and then yeah. I'll check in on this child you need to look after and then suddenly Obi-Wan's like oh and by the way I'm staying <laughs> um, like, yeah uh, I'm moving and, in there's only yeah, one bedroom yeah. I'll, I'll take that <laughs> you can have the sofa yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan and... Kenobi bursting in to this he hasn't seen him for 30 years yeah he bursts in and goes look I'm staying I've got this kid to look after fate of the galaxy at stake yeah. you know how uh, it is uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan keeps claiming that he can talk to the force ghost of their mother and she said it was okay and <laughs> Ben doesn't have the ability to talk to force <laughs> ghosts so he just has to take it he's to just her. made it up 
He's just made it up completely. Like... <laughs> the amount of weird shit that, that happens with family members just coming back unannounced on Tatooine is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, Anakin comes back, kills an entire village. Um... Yeah. I just... I like the idea that... Obi-Wan had this cool rock star lifestyle and yeah. Ben just had this quaint little lifestyle and then when when the, the, the glorious flashy lifestyle that Obi-Wan wanted <laughs> gets a bit too much he just fucking comes and steals his brother's lifestyle it's like yeah well, this is my life now I live here those Jedi's are deadbeat rock stars right because Anakin yep. turns up at that farm to meet a brother that he's ne- like a stepbrother that he's never met <laughs> like screams at his girlfriend constantly in the garage leaves to kill a, a village of Tuscan raiders brings his dead mum back pisses off again yeah. and, then, and then and then and then for like another 5 6 years they don't hear anything from him suddenly another rock star jedi turns up with a kid and goes this is your problem now yeah. <laughs> thanks thanks to that Stepbrother that turned up and had a go at his girlfriend in the garage. For- yeah, Tatooine is just where the beleaguered families live. That's that's, that's Ar- Anakin's origin story. He wasn't immaculately conceived by the Force. His dad was just a deadbeat. He <laughs> was a Jedi, a fucking yeah, Jedi yeah. dickhead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You you got to take this because I can't admit to being his father because I get kicked out of the order. See you later. <laughs> I'm off to Camino to commission the clone army. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> what, what do you mean, pay money for raising the kid? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I've got to go. I'm getting on the ship. See you later. The force uh, no, will yeah. guide you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Pay money to look after the kid? No, sorry, um, Jedi Order. You can't look after the kid. Yeah, sorry. Force, force Ghost telling me I uh, I can't pay anything. It's against the rules. You can't be attached to material things as a Jedi. Sorry. <laughs> In <laughs> fact. I owe quite a lot of money to a hut. <laughs> You're gonna have to go with them. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I just like that this both makes Tatooine like totally different, but also makes all the Jedi total deadbeats, and I love it. <laughs> well, this is it though. Like even in like way back, like in, in the, like the old Republic games and stuff, right? When when the Jedi have an absolute monopoly over religion. And they're like, this is exactly how the religion should be going, right? Yeah. You still have problems where people are falling in love and, like, <laughs> the, the, the order's just like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then they're like, but what, what am I supposed to do? And they're like, well, you should just don't have done it. Yeah, uh, just cover it, cover it up. It's like the 50s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really is like the 50s. <laughs> We, we we had a we, we we have a child. Well, don't have done that. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Here's an idea. Just shh. <laughs> but should have get married, or because yeah. we don't have marriage, just yeah. don't do if, that. If anyone asks where that baby comes from, just say you took a lot of lodgers and just leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> They'll connect the dots. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> Oh, the Jedi Order is fucked up. Isn't it? <laughs> Which is why spoilers for the end of Rise of Skywalker when Rey turns up at that farm and she goes, and that old lady asks, "What's her name?" and she goes, "Rey Skywalker." 
<laughs> that one, it, it, it forgot to cut back to that old rumming and ah oh, fucking hell oh no <laughs> not again oh no uh, just be like I haven't got any money I haven't got any room you know <laughs> <laughs> that, I just remembered that old woman at the end of Rise of Skywalker goes there hasn't been anyone for so long it, th- this whole film puts a different yeah. spin on that like, <laughs> I thought I would I, every time I think I'm out I move I move like because also so sh- Tatooine right like the, the, one of the problems that Star Wars has is that every single planet is a friggin' mono, uh, like mono biome? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There is only one biome in every on every planet, which means that like every city in that on, on each planet is like thirty minutes drive away <laughs> from each other. Yeah, like and and if you imagine that on the size of a planet, it's ridiculous. But um, the uh, like I keep moving. I, I moved it to the entire other uh, the other hemisphere of the planet, and they keep. Pulling me back in. <laughs> they just keep finding me. So, I wonder, uh, like, so, somewhere in there, you get a scene of a Jedi on one of those communicators that's made out of a Gillette razor, and they just go, "Hello, are you there?" And you just hear somebody in the ring go, "How much do you need?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this concept. So, I, I think it's more a concept, and you can make up your own film with, uh, yeah. with that. Ben, yeah. twin brother of Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Yeah, you know, maybe I don't. I was originally going to say he becomes a Sith because he's so mad at his brother, but I don't even uh, like that. Actually, I think it's no. better that he's just this. It's just the odd couple, isn't it? Really, like yeah. like Ben Kenobi's trying to make a farm, and uh, and I think Obi Wan could be trying to cut like crops with his lightsaber um, or something. Montage <laughs> of Ben trying to teach Obi Wan how to farm, and Obi Wan keeps trying to just take shortcuts using the yeah. Force, and Ben's like, "The only thing that works here is hard work. Just it's pick like, up the scythe, like no, no, no. Yeah, use the Force. Use, use. Look, I can do this much easier with my lightsaber. And he cuts, cuts the crop, and it just sets." it all on yeah. fire the entire field burns down Obi-Wan walks away like he's not done anything Ben's at all just left to tidy it up Obi-Wan goes I'm tired I need, a, I need to lay down and then Ben just spends the next eight hours putting out a fire I don't I don't think you understand how long how much energy it takes to use the force Ben <laughs> I need a Jedi nap nap <laughs> it's it's Jedi sleepy time. <laughs> CGI Alec Guinness just taking a fucking nap. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just a series of vignettes of just like of just small stories of Ben just going. Oh. <laughs> Just trying to teach everyone how to be a real human and how to function in a society. I, I really like the idea of, of someone running a port on Tatooine, just like, are you a Jedi? Yep. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the local economy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do you have any undeclared children with you? <laughs> No, not even that. How many undeclared children do you have with you? How many? Like, it's just it's just a given that they've got just orphan children with them. <laughs> Ash, you've given us some titles. Uh, 
that's on on the post I put up earlier today. Well, you know, you you you, you put out a last call, <laughs> so last I thought I just whack, whack you some titles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you're last, like, you're... Star Wars. Star Wars last call would be good. Oh, yeah, you're like that. You're, you're you're like the woman who comes to the bar at last orders and orders five hundred Jaeger bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Just, just one more round, friend. <laughs> then homeward bound. Yeah, uh, uh, Five hundred Jaeger bombs and a Scotch egg, please. <laughs> it's like we've already cleaned out the fridge. Yeah. Uh, oh come on. So how, how hard is it to make a Jaeger bomb? It's just Jaeger and bomb. Just get it, get it done. <laughs> so these titles are Star Wars: No Hope. <laughs> so, I, I think I think that's like a horror, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. I want I want you to tell us what you think. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Star Wars, I've been trapped, <laughs> hoist by my own petard. Star Wars, no hope. Star Wars, pod racer. Uh, I think we know where that's going. It's just two hours of pod yeah, racing. It's just two, two full hours of pod racing. No Jedi. I kind of like no the idea Sith. Of no messing being, around. It being Speed Racer, right? Like, like basically, it's basically the, the film Speed Racer by the Wachowskis, um, but uh, but with a pod racer. Yeah. Well, that's I like that um, a lot. That's the thing I was starting to do because I got some script writing software and I was like, oh, what can I do? And then like that that idea popped into my head, like, oh my god, someone who just really loves pod racing racing and uh, and tries to tries to break the corruption in pod racing <laughs> it's not about it's not about engines or repair droids <laughs> it's about money because Jabba the Hutt will obviously be played by Roger Allen in uh, in that yeah, movie yeah I'm, I'm here for it <laughs> yeah. absolutely oh just a hut just it a doesn't hut. have to yeah, be yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd like to see Bill Bailey as an alien race oh yeah he'd be good <laughs> just loads of Bill <laughs> Bailey you know what yeah. you know what because okay so here's there's two things here pod racing is an international as an inter, inter, interplanetary sport yeah. right it's not yep. just on Tatooine no. uh, we know that from Star Wars pod racer um, the uh, Star Wars episode one pod racer the um, N64 and PlayStation game, yeah. right? Yeah, and that is now on Switch. Oh no, it was on. Um, it wasn't on the PlayStation. Is it really? It was on the PC. What? I, I I'm, I'm very pleased that's on the Switch. That's that's great news. That's the best news of 2020. Yeah. That. Yeah, it came out on Switch. Came, got a port to Switch, which is great. Delightful. Um, I hope I hope they've done like a HD overhaul. That'd be. It is not. a HD overhaul, and every level is like the ice level. It's <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Um, but very fun. I to love play. it. I'm gonna it's, play it. It's like yeah, yeah. it's like F Zero. It's like a, yeah. it's a slidey, high speed, ridiculous crash into a wall sort yeah. of racing game. Yeah. Um, but like, f- firstly, yeah, we know it's an interplanetary sport, right? Mm-hmm. Not only that, but um, we know that like it's. Um, I've forgotten what the second point I had was, but dangerous. Uh, what that means is. What, what that means is that um, Roger Allen wouldn't be playing Jabba the Hutt because Jabba's going to have nothing to do with yeah. Pod yeah. really it's just going to be one of the Hutt cartel a new Hutt yeah Alum yeah. the Hutt no that, that's that's where you slide Bill Bailey in actually that's what I was going to Bill say Bailey Bill Bailey is a Hutt yeah. well Bill Bailey though I see as a that was the point I was going to say 
Oh, okay. I think Bill Bailey is the non-problematic version of Watto. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a wholesome. Yeah, I love he's, it. He's the junkyard guy. He he like goes mm-hmm. out getting scrap, and you know he's he's, he's, a, he's a, got to get some scrap. I think want, I, yeah, I think he's Bill Bailey, but he's just got those two kind of like mustache-looking dangly bits that fish have. Yes. Yes. Like. That's the only prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> and they're flesh coloured. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're like same same skin tone as his. Yeah. Just dangling down. There you go, there's Star Wars Pod Racer. This? Um I think I think for Star Wars Pod Racer, like you have to make an absolutely strict there are no Jedi. There isn't even a blaster in this film. Yeah. Like glued <laughs> to the concept. A it's just <laughs> it's just pod racing full on it's pod just, racing yeah that's the advert yeah. right there it's, it's George Lucas talking to camera in fact in fact it is, it is just like a uh, a sort of Sky Sports ESPN like recording of a pod race just, just oh, with yes. Greg Proops doing the commentary <laughs> And in this movie, it's revealed that Greg Proops is from another universe. <laughs> when, yes. When his universe discovered the ability to trans, like, go from diff- from universe to universe, they just watched. What, what they didn't realize was that technology will fuse you in with your parallel self. Yeah. Which is why he's got a second. Yeah. Head. He's got a second head. I love yeah. it. And he doesn't care what it. universe he's from because that's yeah. gotta hurt. That hurts in either of the universes yeah. he's been. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What an incredible film there you go. that would be! Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Pod Racer. The, the only the only I, that, that, voice we hear is Greg Proops for two hours. God, <laughs> if you're not a fan of Star Wars or don't remember who Greg Proops played in Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, you're this, gonna be so lost. For you. <laughs> it's just so confusing. Yeah, but uh, for those of you who don't know, Greg Proops played one half of the commentator. In, um, in, in in the Star Wars pod race um, scene, famed for Seems, the line, I guess. "Oh, I don't care what universe you're from, that's gonna hoot." <laughs> so, great proofs. Uh, it's the attention to detail that really sells Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and, and the inconsistent application of that attention to detail. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why. But that's why. Legends really exist, right? That's why why Star Wars legends really exist. Yeah. Is that the inconsistent application of attention to detail is exactly why so many people have their own headcanons, and then yep. those people who have headcanons get given license to write a novel, and then that novel uh, like ends up expanding the backstory to explain something completely ridiculous in the background, it's, it's... like why there's a skull in the rancor. Oh pit. god, yeah, Bidlow yeah. Quirve. <laughs> Bidlow Quirve, my favourite Star Wars character. Um, yeah, he's great. You've got uh, well, that, that's the thing with uh, with the inconsistency in the script. Like, well, like you mentioned, like in order for in order for I don't care what universe you're from to work, there has to be multiple universes. Yeah, yeah. which is and and and, and more than it, two it's as established well. Established at the very start of every single film that this takes place in one galaxy. Yeah, which is which is something yeah. George Lucas is famous for. I don't think George Lucas knows what how space works. No, definitely not. Making, uh, a bunch I don't of, think George Lucas has very successful films in set in space uh, because he he yeah. failed to know what a parsec was, and also in A New Hope. Um, Luke Skywalker also says, "If there's a bright center to the universe, you're at the planet that is furthest from." 
So, I, I'm guessing he means galaxy. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, George Lucas doesn't have a grasp of. He doesn't have a grasp of a lot of the things that you need to make a space <laughs> like, you know, language being different or yeah. the fact that you can't really reference God in a character's lines if this is both a long time ago and in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, he, he doesn't focus super heavily on that sort of thing. He's not a dialogue man, is George? No, is he? no, he's not. He's not. A, he's not a law man. He's not. No. He's a laser swords man. Yeah. Let's be. Let's he, be. He is very much a visual and sound man. That's it. Like, yeah. like he, he said himself. Like, I'd much rather be making uh, just experimental films with just visual and audio elements that that don't really make sense but look really good. Oh, I love the idea that in a in a parallel universe that Greg Proops is from, um, <laughs> George, George Lucas is. Um, Making David Lynch films. Yeah. Oh yes, that'd be so good. <laughs> well, have you seen like, <laughs> THX One One Three Eight? I have. It's not. It's, it's not a David, Lynch, a David Lynch, film. Lynch film. But it, it may. It, like, had he carried on down yeah. that road, he might. It might have ended up there. Yeah. Like, I can imagine George Lucas being a director that is sits between the visuals of David Lynch and H.R. Geiger. Hmm. Like, yes. you know, that sort yeah. of, like, alien-esque machine man sort of, like, bleak dystopia. And I think we've kind of got him with Ridley Scott. Because Ridley yeah. Scott's doing that kind of stuff. I can if see only, where you're going. If, if Ridley Scott had Ridley's cared about laser swords, you'd be there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, If only Ridley Scott could keep anything to a reasonable pace. Uh, like I, I've been yeah. watching or, Raised or a by Wolves franchise size. recently. Raised by Wolves. I, I've watched the first four episodes of it, and it is very much like the mixture of David Lynch and George Lucas. If if George Lucas continued on the THX route, like he probably would have made something like uh, I was about to say Dances with Wolves, but Raised by Wolves. Uh, it's a very uh, Dances with Wolves is <laughs> a slog. It's something else. I really, I really want to see you do do a commentary, commentary on uh, Dances with Wolves. Actually, no, I think I watched oh, the first half of it, and then my mum turned it off because ride. she was like, "There's too much blood in this for you." Because it was like, <laughs> I had a Kevin Costner phase, as, as we all did as uh, as, as young children. No, um, no. I watched uh, Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves, and I was just like, "I love Kevin Costner." And then I watched Waterworld. I was like, "I still love Kevin Costner, despite the fact that this film is terrible." Um, I, I loved Waterworld. Waterworld was like an awakening for yeah. me. <laughs> it was. It's such a bad movie. The only thing I can remember about Waterworld, I can remember three things. One, he scoops some dirt from the bottom of the ocean and then uses it as proof that he's found land. Like that's that's like yeah. that's two things really. And the other one is there's a scene where he's in a cage and he's lowered into some mud or something. Yes. And I don't know if I hallucinated that scene or there's it's, I can't remember the context of it at all. He's captured and put in a cage and dropped into some like gloopy milk. It's it's like it's like Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, but somehow worse. It's great. I, I, I remember someone spends a considerable amount of dialogue telling him about paper. Excellent. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of water in it as well. I want to watch that again. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. I think they, they brought it out on Netflix is. not too long ago. Um, so let's let's move on. Uh, Star Wars: Gungan yep. Revengeance. Yeah. So um, explain. 
<laughs> you know, so I thought this could be like, you know, th- there's obviously the meme that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith. Yeah. Um, and I just liked the idea that the Gungan City, I can't remember what it's called. Otto Gunga. Um, yeah, that place just becomes a Sith like academy. Okay. And and there's a Jedi temple on Naboo, and like never the twain shall meet uh-huh. until. You know, all the Sith come out of the sea, and they're all Gungans, and they attack a Jedi temple. That's that's all I got. It really, it's not a movie as much as it is a Star Wars video game cutscene that lasts for twenty three minutes. <laughs> I get you. Oh, uh, like the end of Kingdom Hearts. I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars: The Lost Blaster. Um, you know, I just <laughs> thought it'd be a nice. Uh, I thought it'd be a nice change of pace yeah. for like the sacred weapon that we're trying to reassemble, being a blaster rather than a lightsaber. Yeah. Like I, d- yeah. you know, everyone like everyone's a Jedi. It's it's super far in the future. It's the present day in a galaxy far, far away, and everyone's got a lightsaber, and nobody knows what a blaster is, and they're like a forgotten art. <laughs> and then and then Boba Fett's like great 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 grandson <laughs> goes on a quest to find the lost blaster, and what? then gets it and the Jedi just deflects the bolt back at him and kills him in the end one of my favourite recent pieces of, of, of finding out about Star Wars was that the, the Mandalorians uh, famed uh, for their like adaptive combat nature um, you know I, I, you, you'll have seen them around Boba Fett yeah the Mandalorian <laughs> um, we forget his uh, name it's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No one in that they're show in a bunch has of Star names. Wars video games. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're video game fodder for the most part. Um, but uh, they are, you know, they're adaptive. When they were fighting a big war against the Jedi, they just started because they realised that the, the Jedi could deflect blaster bolts. They just started using guns, <laughs> just bullets, because yeah. they they tried to deflect them, and then um, they'd just get a big spray of bullet parts in their face. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is just such a clever thing to like counter space wizardry. Uh, and I love the shotgun. <laughs> I, mean, I just love it, the idea that like you have all these Jedi. Like you say, it's like far in the future where Jedi are, are reigning all over the place. Everyone's got yeah. laser swords, and then everyone starts using guns. <laughs> and then and then everyone drops the laser swords because everyone's got guns, and everyone starts wearing big armor. Yeah. And then the, you're the you're the person who finds the blaster from it's, the past. It's the rock paper scissors. <laughs> Of, of Star Wars weapons. I mean, it's it's the Harry Potter problem. Why didn't you just mow Voldemort down with an AK-47? <laughs> like, it, it, it's, here's this cool fantasy way of fighting, except it's either in the modern day, or uh, and we're just ma- more magical than everyone else, or it's in the future and, like, beyond our current technology. Either way, you can just kill a Jedi with a fucking grenade. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> Imagine landmines, a bunch of Jedi just running across a field. <laughs> well, surely there'd be a disturbance in the force. Yeah. I'd like to see a movie that is a Star Wars Rambo crossover, where Sylvester yes. Stallone has fortified like 
his his ranch in in Arizona. <laughs> the Jedi attack. Do you know what? I, I thought think you meant just like part- a Jedi is Rambo, but no, it's the other way around. Everyone else, <laughs> everyone else keep is Jedi. Keep on with the Mandalorian, and I imagine they'll get there eventually. Yeah, they I appear, really hope so. They, be, they appear to be tra- to be trawling through all of classic cinema to. Um, <laughs> To, to steal their ideas. Yeah. I'm okay. I mean, I'd, I'm okay with it. I, I haven't watched it yet. I will do. Probably. It is good. It is the best thing that Star Wars has done. Yeah. But it doesn't have lightsabers or pod racing. And really, like, once you take those things away, I don't know if I give a fuck about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a. There is. In the second season, there is. You see a part of a pod racer. Mm hmm. And um, you also Hello. see a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now Two. you're tempting me. I'm a George Lucas viewer. Like the things that George <laughs> Lucas is good at are the only things I care about watching. Um. I mean, Baby Yoda's something to watch for. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just want to, as an aside, I just want to point out that our Google Meet um, link is uh, GQ's Dankmus. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> GQ's Dankmus. It is, yeah. Uh, it's a good job this isn't going out live or we'd be invaded by your Patreon. <laughs> they'd, ha- they'd have to try for quite some time to find the egg. The I, th- I, th- I think that's crackable. I think that's crackable. <laughs> Once you know the format of a uh, of a like a Google Meets code, I think there's probably like five combinations at the most likely. Yeah. This is definitely one of them. GQ's Dankmus. Yeah, uh, Mary, Mary, Mary GQ's Dankmus. Yeah. We're, we're doing it for the magazine yeah. GQ. Gen- G- gender queers, g- Dankmus. That's. Uh... I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Tiny um, gender non-specific Tim. <laughs> uh, this is my favourite one. Star Wars Moonraker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. I didn't watch Moonraker. I don't know anything about Moonraker. <laughs> except except for the fact that Michael Jackson is in it and directed it? Question mark? No. Um, okay. No. Well, he's in it. And uh, I played the video game. Oh. It, I, I can't remember which console it was in. I think it was a Sega Master System or something. Are you sure you're not thinking about Moonwalker? Uh, might be <laughs> probably <laughs> that sounds there, there, more like a Michael Jackson thing yeah. there is a Michael Jackson game called Moonwalker okay so here's what's happened there is a movie called Moonraker that I've never seen yeah, yes, and there, there is, is a Michael Jackson video game called Moonwalker which I'm now convinced is just a tie in to the fact that Michael Jackson has a dance yep. and I think probably there isn't a movie of Michael Jackson and I've just mentally connected those two <laughs> things <laughs> Moonraker. So I have no idea what Moonraker is. Moonraker is a, a Bond movie. I don't know which Bond. Can't remember which Bond it was. Uh, Roger Moore. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, it, was, yeah. it was the one. It, so it was the one after the one with Jaws, I believe. Uh, I think Jaws um, is in this one as well. He is yeah. in it. Yeah, uh, and okay. it's set in space, and there are lasers. Okay, then my pitch is that it is. Still just Michael Jackson, <laughs> but it's still called Moonraker. <laughs> um, speaking of Michael Jackson, I was thinking about the Macaulay Culkin movie, The Page Master, the other day. I, I, tell you, I watched that. That, like, that is a problematic a month ago. segue. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. <laughs> 
Like, it just got me thinking about the Page Master because I had thoughts about the Page Master the other day. The only, the, that, that could have been a better segue if you'd said it when we were talking about paper. Oh, yeah. When we were talking about uh, Waterworld. Do you want to try that segue again, Matt? Can you explain the paper bit in uh, <laughs> if you got options on how to cut it? No, I'm leaving all this in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Page Master. Page Master. Right, I was thinking, I don't know what brought my thoughts about the Page Master up. It... Actually, no, it, it might have been me skating past these these kids uh, on the street once and uh, they had a ramp set up and they were like, go over it! And I was like, nah, I can't. Because, because one, I haven't skateboarded properly in years and I felt and I wasn't very good at ramps anyway. And two, yeah. I was just too scared to go over it. Um, like Macaulay Culkin. Like Macaulay Culkin is in the Page Master, and uh, yeah. luckily I was older than these kids, so I could have beaten them up if I could, if I, if I had them. That's how if that they, works. If they tried to beat me. Uh, yeah, I would have smashed them up, um, or or bully me. I would have killed them. But um, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, it, it got me thinking about the Page Master and how, like, the yeah. Page Master is kind of a film that is trying to get kids excited about reading it's, uh, yeah. it's good I mean, it's really good for, for visiting it, your local library it really is and I, I really rated it yeah. like me too I loved it it's a good movie we, it's a good movie but like yeah. I, I definitely saw it recently as just sort of like this is very good propaganda for the local library Go to your yep. local library, yeah. kids, and you might uh, you might find an adventure awaiting. And I'd like I'd like to see a remake with Macaulay Culkin cast as the wizard. Yes, yes. As as uh, what's his name from um, Back to the Future? Uh, Christopher uh, Lloyd. The, 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 Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin in the Christopher Lloyd role. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that would be very good. I like actually, I'd, I'd like that. Uh, That'd I, be lovely. I, you, and you know, you could even Jumanji it because mm. actually, you know what 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 libraries do most now. They have DVDs and games that you yeah. can re- that you can borrow, mm-hmm. and like so, Macaulay Culkin could be there, being like, you know, we got all these things. <laughs> Play video go, games more. Go into the video game world. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, because because like I don't know, libraries libraries are video games are media. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It's, they explore the world of crisis on high. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you can do that as a child, oh. I think that's, you don't think you're worrying about being able to buy Crisis yeah. if you've got a, a machine that can run Oh, it. God, need a right good PC to run Crisis, don't you? That's what I've heard. I don't even know how old that game is now. And it's like, like it's 10 old years old, and it's so, it's so and stupid. It's still stu- and it's still tough to run. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I was thinking, like, it kind of backfired because kids know reading could never be as much fun as the journey that Macaulay Culkin goes on. <laughs> well, it's your imagination. Oh, you know, yeah, the power of the uh, buddy. But yeah. like, how bored would you be if you looked up at this at this mural on the on the roof on the ceiling of a library and it didn't turn into dripping paint that took you to another world? I mean, that's the library's problem. That's their failure. No, we got, our movie got those kids through the door over to you, libraries. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've given you the hook. We can't reel them in, you know? 
you know, we're trying to teach you to fish here, Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better get get some paint, yeah. build an elaborate mechanism. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Just... We've done the real legwork here. These kids walking into a library and all these librarians stood by the door with buckets of paint to chuck on them. <laughs> <laughs> Just chuck it on yeah. them. So that they slip over and bash their head <laughs> and, go in, and go into a kind of concussion dream. <laughs> Just a coma where it's like fucking life on Mars but with talking books. That's, that's actually kids... what I always assumed had happened to, uh, to Macaulay Culkin. Like he slips over and just goes flat on his back mm. because it because some paint drips right, yeah. uh, and then the then it all starts gushing towards him. Then the librarian and, just walks over and pops a pair of headphones over his ears. It's playing an audio book. Uh, that's <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. And, and gives him a tab of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know they did things better back then. There's too much health and safety these days. Anyway, it's, it's a great cast. That's why kids aren't reading. There's there's the three genres horror adventure and fantasy, and uh, mm. I, I'd, I'd put a few more characters in there as well. I'd, I'd put in western, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. science fiction, uh, young adult dystopia. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> young adult yes. dystopia. Yeah, what, whatever Midsummer uh, is, I'd put who, that in there as well. Who would you have play young adult dystopia? <laughs> oh, I no, Jennifer Lawrence. That. She'd be voicing. She'd be voicing the uh, the animated book version of Young Adult Dystopia in the most yeah, phoned-in yeah. way possible. Like she'd be. <laughs> I drank a drink of water. Wasn't expecting that. <coughs> but like, like phoned in to the point of like uh, X Men, Dark Phoenix levels of phoned in. So just you see footage of her in the recording booth, just bored out of her fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, she like turns up to uh, the red carpet. She's like, I'm just here for the free champagne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what page? Page what? <laughs> page Master Two. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, it's Page Master Two. You're in X Men. What? <laughs> oh, they put me in like a padded room for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, um, they just they slipped a pair of headphones on me, gave me a tab of LSD, and this movie got made yeah. somehow. <laughs> no one want to talk about Silver Linings Playbook? Nope, nope. All right, thought not. Everyone wants to talk about the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you who would you have playing uh, science fiction? Ooh. Um, Michael Caine. Yep, all right, yeah. makes sense to me. He's he's in some sci-fi. He's an old man, and sci-fi is kind of like I don't want to say a dated genre because that doesn't even make any sense. But it's definitely like it's had its peak and it's sliding out of yeah. You know, is he in some sci-fi? He's in Interstellar. He's in Interstellar, you're right. Yeah. Is he? I haven't seen that yet. Um, and oh, uh, you really should see Interstellar. It's, it's very good. I mate, got a little got a little tear going. Uh, yeah, out of me. It's a good. Um, he is also good in, in Batman, so I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, and and Western. Sam Elliott, right? Yeah, the, probably. Yeah, the, the man yeah. with the mustache. Ideally, Sam Elliott, in a way that that makes it quite clear that he's as left wing as he is in real life, so that conservatives stop using image in, images of him. <laughs> As like a me a meme for a tough t- 
tough Southern Republican <laughs> type because yeah. it's absolutely not what Sam Elliott yeah. is. If I was Sam Elliott, that would be the thing I was most angry about. <laughs> like, having said that, though, like the the tough Southern so the, the Southern states. Um, Lefties are are coming thick and fast, right? You've got yeah. like Dolly Parton is is, is is obviously you've got obviously you've got Britney, huh? yeah, um, Comrade Britney. You've got Sam <laughs> Elliott, and you got Dolly Parton, right? Yeah, um, and I was also, super you've... behind Dolly Parton until I watched her film. <laughs> I watched uh, me me and Jenny watched uh, what is it called? The Christmas uh, Dolly Parton on, movie on Miracle Netflix. Miracle on Christmas Square or something. Yeah. A Miracle on the Square, I think it's called. Uh, Miracle on the Square. That's not. Yes, Christmas on the Square is what it's called. Um, and Jenny literally popped her head into in, into the door just to, just to <laughs> make sure I got it right. Um, <laughs> Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Okay, it's Dolly Parton's Christmas. Oh, on the of course square. it is. Uh, but yeah, so we watched that and. Um, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, it's it's. I mean, it is a per, like if the if if the US had had an idea of um, Panto, it oh would be. Oh my god! Um, because the first scene, and I've probably talked about this slightly more on on the Christmas episode, but um, the first scene is um, uh, a, like a, a mean businesswoman coming in. Uh, Christine Baranski she's played by sure. but um, uh, a mean businesswoman coming in and saying I'm selling your entire town <laughs> that that wow okay that, yeah. it could happen that's like flubber <laughs> levels of bad guy right like the, the guy yeah. in flubber comes in and goes I'm gonna steal your fiance like straight off the bat yeah. like yeah oh absolutely but like here's the thing right it feels like a really and it is in many ways a left wing plot but then the southern American kind of states Americanism comes in the kind of bible mm-hmm. belt situation and it like it starts becoming a thing of like this person's mean because they had a child out of wedlock question mark like it's just this, all this sort of like really weird sort <laughs> of like tied in problematic stuff just starts mooching its way in and I'm like oh dolly it's not good praxis (laughs) (laughs) oh dear uh... I mean we've got a whole new load of like we haven't seen them yet we don't know them yet but like the south is going left and I'm excited for it like Donald Trump learned that lesson soon we're gonna have like known names that are young and like left wing and from just like fucking Arizona and South Carolina just as, as, soon, just as soon as everyone in Texas has moved to, moved to uh, Houston it'll be fine <laughs> yeah I mean they're, they're working on it and yeah. like I'm loving it <laughs> as soon as everyone moved to Austin and Houston uh, we will we will see uh, that um, the, the, the whole place goes is left I mean I think I think the dream is to uh Persuade the entire population of Portland to just move to Texas uh, and, make, and make a new Portland in Texas <laughs> because Portland. you'd lose you'd lose Oregon, but it's only three electoral votes, and you'd flip Texas. <laughs> so you just make make Texas full of fucking party towns. <laughs> yeah, weird queer hipster party it's towns. A new panhandle. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I live on the homo belt. It's great. <laughs> Everything's lovely. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.